Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Like Football, Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gannon, along with my partner, Jack and Nicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. Now, the chance, go check out our website, justsayingfootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at just saying no GWJS for article and video updates. And don't forget to check us out on Spotify and get us in your ears at just saying football. Super Wild Card weekend is over, and it was a great one. It was an exciting one. Uh, five of the six games featured a 14 point differential here, 40 plus point differential. Uh, didn't expect that. How are you feeling after that week? Yeah, we had a couple upsets ourselves. You know, we saw, uh, you know, the Texans come out and win like that, the Packers come out and win like that. Uh, the Bucks, you know, who we thought were going to win, but they did. We didn't expect them to win by so much, but yeah, like you said, you know, just one of those things where you know, a lot more blowouts than we expected, and you know, we just got eight teams left. So it's it's very interesting time right now. Only a couple more games left in the season. So, you know, let's get into it right now, Sean. What first game do we got? We're going to go through the Saturday games and the Sunday games. It's all in the perfect order, guys. So that's how we're going to do this. And first up, we got the Houston Texans making their way to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Ravens are favored in this one by minus nine and a half. Over under here of 43 and a half. Now, it's a pretty huge spread. A tie for the second or first largest of the weekend. Uh, but this is kind of crazy considering that the Texans just put up 40 plus points uh, this previous weekend. What are your thoughts going into this game? Yeah, it's going to be tough to put up all those points against, you know, the league's best scoring defense. Of course, we talked about the Browns, um, you know, having such a great defense and that could be a, a way to stop CJ Stroud. But it looked like it was really just easy for the Texans last week. Now, you know, you mentioned the spread, Baltimore, nine and a half. You know, that's definitely uh, the biggest one we've seen so far outside of Buffalo last week against the Steelers. And, you know, now we're not dealing with a Joe Flacco kind of style Browns offense. We're dealing with the best rushing offense in the league with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you know, these two teams met in week one uh, of this season, and that was a 25 to nine game uh, win by the Ravens. Now, obviously, Excuse me. This is much later on in the season. These are two very different teams. CJ Stark coming off of a historic game, going 16 for 21, 273 yards, and three touchdowns. It's absolutely incredible. A near perfect uh, passer rating. However, Mark Andrews looking like he might be playing this game on Saturday. So a lot of things are going in the Ravens' direction. Uh, they've won the last four out of five meetings against the Texans. I'm locking them in for this one. I think that their defense is absolutely uh, lights out right now. I think that this rest will help them. They do have the home crowd behind them. This is going to be a really tough game for the Texans, and this is a much different than the Cleveland team, which was basically was like a second second team offense going out there almost. Yeah, we definitely did not get the full potential, you know, Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson, Cleveland Browns offense that we thought last week going into the playoffs. Conklin. You know, it really was, um, you know, all Texans all day. There was really a chance for them to go and score 50 in that one. But, you know, we've, we we got to give credit where it's due for this team to making it to this point. But you got to give it to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. You know, basically their starters have two weeks of rest now with 18, week, uh, week 18 rest. And, you know, Zay Flowers, I'm expecting him to have a big impact. This is his first playoff game as a rookie, their first-round pick. And, you know, uh, Mark Andrews activated and limited in practice. I expect them to utilize him and Isaiah likely, uh, you know, as well. Um, but right now it's interesting. Um, you know, the defense for the Houston defense is the X factor here. Sixth best rushing defense in the league, only allowing 96 yards per game. 
But again, you know, Baltimore, the best in the league at that 156 yards per game. So I am expecting, you know, that to be something to look out for. Yeah. You know, they got the two pick sixes last week and back to back drives, but uh, sneaky sign by the Ravens. They got Dalvin cook, my man, the Minnesota legend. Uh, they did release uh, Melvin Gordon in the process of doing that. I just think right now the way that Lamar Jackson is going to come into this game, he's never even played an off- uh, in an AFC championship game. I think this is finally the year that he gets to do that. He signed this huge contract. And I will say one thing about this. If you notice about all these teams this season uh, that made it to the playoffs, uh, and including right now, all their quarterbacks started at every single game. Uh, for the most part, I believe. So it it goes down to how well they play, but also how well they can uh, continue to play throughout the season. I think Lamar Jackson is going to give us everything. I'm, I'm looking at that one. Yeah, I like that. We're both going Ravens on that one. What's the next game on deck for us? Up next, we got the Green Bay Packers making way to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. The 49ers are favored in this one by minus 9.5, over on here of 50.5. Now, that was an insane game by the Dallas, uh, uh, by the Green Bay Packers against the Dallas Cowboys. They just ran away with the score. Yeah, last week, you know, you go and check the score, and it looked like they were just running it up. You know, once it was 21 to nothing, and you saw Dak throw another pick six, it pick looked six. really like. Um, you know, the game was completely over and it was the Aaron Jones show last week, you know, a hat trick for him, which is great to see uh, only two touchdowns the whole year. Uh, and, you know, another on the other side, you got Christian McCaffrey, who was the best running back in football, possibly one of the best players in the league this year. So, you know, the first seeded San Francisco 49ers hosting this playoff game fresh, just like we talked about with Baltimore. Um, you know, they're getting the Green Bay Packers coming off that Dallas game. Um, how how are you feeling about this? Because I'm a little conflicted because it seems like this is also a heavy favored game uh, for this weekend. You know, week in and week out when we talk about San Francisco, we talk about Kyle Shanahan and how well he game plans. Now, you're when you're thinking about the playoffs, you don't know who you're going to play all of a sudden, right? So it makes it a little bit harder. However, he came out to reporters on Tuesday and was pretty much said that the Cowboys scored at the end of the second quarter. So I kind of did both at halftime. In the third quarter, I was set on one team. You know, he's in game planning. Uh, since Saturday or Sunday uh, when they played uh, for this Packers team. And if, if I trust anyone to put together a game plan offensively, especially it is Kyle Shanahan, they're not going to do what the Cowboys did, which was just bad offensive play calling, I felt like, overall throughout the night. And like you mentioned, there's Christian McCaffrey. There's also uh, Trent Williams, <laughs> George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. Brock Purdy has had a very good season. And these are just some of their stars offensively. When we talk about the 49ers as well, we constantly talk about how good uh, this team is. And this is where they're finally going to get to shine. I, I do think that they're going to win this one. This is a much more talented team, I think, defensively than uh, the Cowboys are. And again, Kyle Shanahan, the game planner extraordinaire. Yeah. And how they've been playing through the last couple of weeks has been excellent. Um, You know, Brock Purdy, uh, over 4,200 yards this year, over 30 touchdowns. He has played uh, fantastic and, you know, not just going through the Mr. Relevant storyline that we saw last year, but he really has become the leader of this team. You know, third best offense. This team's got the third best defense. They have the fourth best passing game right now, the third best rushing offense, and the third best passing defense. So, um, you know, a third best rushing defense, Mike. And so the real key here is, like you said, just all around talent. So give me San Francisco, you know, even give me them by 10. It was awesome to see Jordan Love in this, you know, kind of rehearsal year for him and saying, you know, I can be the full year starter, healthy and produced. But, 
like you mentioned, it's a really tough matchup to play Kyle Shanahan across the country when you just had to play and he has not. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting one, but you know the Niners are out for blood, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, every single year or last two years, we've seen these teams be in the playoffs and the 49ers have been able to run away. So they're trying to the Packers are going to try to flip the script in this one. They're going to have to utilize Aaron Jones. Like you said, you only have two touchdowns all season comes yeah. out, goes 21 for 118 and three. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think it's going to be hard to be on the road, beat this team. Just, uh, you know, they got to put a stop to the Packers. I, I can't keep going on with this. This is brutal for me. Three straight quarterbacks where they can make the playoffs and win. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting over, I'm getting tired of this, Jack. I'm getting real tired of it. I didn't want to say it, but I know that the Packers winning this weekend would kill you. It probably would be one of the bigger upsets of the weekend. Um, but, I mean, not, anything is possible in the NFL playoffs. You never know. And that's a perfect segue into the Sunday game when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made to a Detroit to take on the Lions. The Lions are favored in this one by minus six and a half over under here of 48 and a half. Now they have been the storyline all season. They are playing great. They set records last week, uh, finally winning a playoff game at home, finally hosting a playoff game at home, breaking the drought of being into the postseason. They get to beat Matthew Stafford, their former team. I do disagree with the booze on him. I understand you want to win that game, but I will say, that team never gave him much to work with yeah. the entirety of his entire career. Jerry Campbell came in, actually got some people that could work in offense and get him to, I know. They, to get they really good figured talent. Out the, they really figured out that formula after he left, and I agree. Exactly. You know, like, that is your franchise you know, leader in passing yards, touchdowns, wins, Completions, everything. everything. It set you're records. Just, you're disrespecting my man. It's not a good look on the franchise, but I got to say. A way to win. But way to win. The way that they are embracing Jared Goff, you got to respect the fan base right now. 32 years, uh, you got to give it to him. Finally, a first playoff win. Um, I know you hate the Lions as well, Sean. Big rival, but you got to give it to him. That is a long drought to deal with. Um, the Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, won a couple of years ago with Tom Brady. Not a long drought for them. But it seems kind of like they're trying to get back. Me and you were talking about off camera. There's kind of a shockingly large returning cast from the Super Bowl. So talk, do you have anything to say about that as well? Yeah, you know, when you look at that team just overall, there's still a lot of guys. You got Antoine Winfield Jr. in the back end, uh, Carlton Davis. You still have Tristan Wirfs there. Um, you still have Chris Evans or Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Uh Mix up those two, not Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> and again, Mike Evans once again had another thousand yard season. We keep talking about this as we should. He continues to do this uh, year in and year out with multiple quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield, everybody thought he was going to lose this game. We thought the Eagles were going to be a huge point favorite. They were minus seven and a half uh, on the spread last weekend. And what do they do? What does he do? He goes out and throws 300 plus yards uh, and three touchdowns. You couldn't ask for anything more. And it happened as the game progressed. At the halftime, it looked a little bit close. It was 69. And they just totally walked away with that game. But both these secondaries struggle. And the Detroit Lions have arguably a top three wide receiver. Not the best, JJ, you know. But top three wide receiver in <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown. He's coming off an outstanding season with 1,500 yards and uh, and 10 touchdowns. So what do you think? Which secondary is going to step up and slow down these offensive weapons? Yeah, right now, I mean, you know, Tampa is the third worst. They give up uh, just, you know, shockingly one more yard a game than the Lions. But still, both teams, bottom five. Um, I do trust Detroit's defense a little better 
Um, the way that they actually, excuse me, I actually trust Tampa's a little better. Even though they had an easier matchup, just guarding Devonta Smith, they gave up a couple big plays. But at the end of the day, you saw what Puka Nakua was able to do. You saw what the Lions uh, secondary was able to do when they kind of had to step up. Um, that was a big flaw for them. And, you know, it, it's definitely going to be um, something that's needed to be addressed because if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can score in the second half, which the Lions couldn't do last week, that's a huge thing. And I just want to mention that when you look at the game last week, the Lions did not get to the Rams 36 after two minutes into the second quarter. After that, they did not reach that territory the whole time. So it is something to keep in mind that this team, if they are not going to be able to keep going, the Lions are going to be able to struggle and Tampa Bay is going to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, I, Vita Bay is going to have to play a huge role. We saw last weekend. Dan Montgomery had a solid game. I think 57 yards on the ground uh, was playing electric. We saw a little bit of Jameer Gabe's mainly in the passing game. It was all mm-hmm. I'm around St. Brown last week for sure. So they're able to slow him down. This offense will have to change their direction a little bit. So I'm looking at Vita Vea. That being said, I am going to go with the Lions in this one. I think it's going to be hard to beat them at home. I don't love seeing them in the NFC Championship game already. Uh, but I think that the way that Dan Campbell has this team going, the way that this offense is playing, uh, I think that they are going to get past the 36-yard line uh, in this game uh, well into the second quarter, or second half, I mean. Uh, and I think that's going to be the big difference here is the way that this offense operates a little bit better uh, than what the Tampa Bay defense is going to be able to do to stop them. Yeah, I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with Tampa. I think that the game script, if it is close in the second half, I'm trusting Tampa to get it done. They're kind of proving that they're getting it done outside of their weapons. You're seeing guys like David Moore and Trey Palmer scoring last week, um, getting Chase Edmonds involved in there. They're really going to be able to be creative here against this Lions defense. And, they, um, you know, like I said, I do trust that Tampa will have a good enough defensive day to shut down the Lions enough to keep this, especially within that six and a half. I think that's a little bit big. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, Mike Evans has 13 touchdowns on the season. He he missed a big one last week. I'm expecting that. And, you know, I think that Tampa as a team, um, you know, they've been pretty good on the road this year, five and four. They're going to have to make sure that they can keep that going. If Trey Palmer goes out and tweets that he is angry that morning, Bet that he will score because so far, every single time he has tweeted this in his career, stack him out on like ESPN, he ends up scoring the ball when he tweets that he's angry on game day. So just keep that in mind. Pay attention to his Twitter uh, on Sunday afternoon. All right, let's move this in to a really great AFC matchup and one that I'm really looking forward to. When the Kansas City Chiefs make their way to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Now, the Bills are favored in this by minus two and a half with an over-under here of 45 and a half. And one thing I want to point out that we were kind of talking about well into week 18, that last matchup against the Miami Dolphins played a pivotal role in where teams are going to end up playing. If Buffalo had gone and gotten the sixth seed and they let's just say they won, they would be in Kansas City. But yeah. getting the two seed right now, Kansas City is coming to them, and the last time that they played in Buffalo was in 2020. Granted, they got the win, but it's been a long time since they've been up in Buffalo, and we saw what just happened in Western New York this weekend with all that snow. What are your thoughts going into this game with the struggling Kansas City offense in the regular season but showed out last weekend uh, in the playoffs? 
Yeah, Kansas City, I mean, you know, we've been asking, you know, really where is their number one option, and it seems like it's Isaiah Pacheco. Last week, they were able to, you know, also have a great defensive effort shutting down Miami, and now you got to go into Buffalo, who has probably a little slightly better of a defense than you, and they have the same amount of wins, and they got a great coach as well. We're looking at two teams with, you know, possibly the best quarterbacks of the future here. They've already met, you know, twice in the playoffs. Offs, Allen has lost both times. And like you mentioned, now that you're at home, I mean, your third time, this has to be a charm, right? It has to be. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that it can't be. And, you know, when they played this year, Buffalo got the win. You're probably like, All right, well, what else was weird about that game? That was the Kadarius Tony offside uh, call that happened way late and also the improvised uh, lateral pass from Kelsey for the touchdown. Yeah. So it was a weird win that they had in Kansas City. Now, Kansas City also coming off of a very weird game last weekend, a minus 27 degree. We, everyone saw the Andy Reid frozen mustache. Yes. Uh, but who do you think is – who who or what do you think is going to be the X factor in this one? Because I'm looking at Gabe Davis. I think I think he has to have a big performance. He missed last week. He plays really well against Kansas City, especially in the playoffs. So if he's back in this one, he has to take some of the pressure off of Stephon Diggs. He definitely does. And I love when you call a Gabe Davis game because it means that you know he's going to score, but he's not in Sean's fantasy lineup. But Never. that could be a huge thing in the playoffs. What did we see the year that he went off and they had the, one of the biggest matchups? He had four touchdowns. Four game. touchdowns. And he went absolutely off. And I think that, you know, like you said, could be a great factor. Last week, you had the first combination of tight ends on the team to have touchdowns in the first quarter. And you still have a Josh Allen rushing touchdown of over 50 yards. They were just playing Madden last week against the Steelers. It was awesome to see, Um, you know, a couple of years ago. You know, you think of where, you know, Josh Allen is. And, you know, you talk about where he is now. Even if he's great, he's making these mistakes. He can't make those mistakes uh, against Kansas City. He did, he was mistake-free last week, and we saw how productive he was. Uh, Mahomes as well. I mean, he's going to have, uh, you know, he's been having these O-line issues where he's been scrambling a lot. Defense of Buffalo is no joke. Yeah, we got Von Miller coming after. And the Kansas City defense is going to be one that steps up. Chris Jones, uh, Nick Bolton, Justin Reed, these guys are going to have to take a huge step up. We saw Nick Bolton in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, really step up against the Eagles and has yeah. had an outstanding start to the season before he had the forearm injury, came back and has been uh, absolutely electric. I am going with Buffalo in this one. I think that they finally get the playoff win. I think they get to go to another AFC championship game. Uh, and I think they finally get the the main win here, which is a, a revenge game in the playoffs against Kansas City. They're coming down into their home field. The last time they did this again, it was in 2020. It was a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire 161 rush yard game, Kelsey two TD game. It was a great, great game. But that was 2020. This is these. This is a very different Kansas City team this year. Is anything else that we haven't seen uh, previously? So I'm locking in Buffalo. I think Jared or Jared Allen's going to just carry this team. I love that. Um, you know, I think that the the big thing here, like you mentioned, is kind of the revenge factor. You know, losing twice in the playoffs to a quarterback. You marked that on your calendar. So I think the key here is Buffalo getting to that next stride. Now, in our scenario here, we both have Buffalo. We both have the Ravens. So we're kind of expecting a Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, AFC championship. The great thing about this, like you said, if if he loses, it's fine. We got a Mahomes Lamar Jackson AFC championship. It's not bad. I, I've been, you know, I've been saying outside of San Francisco, 
it really would take a lot for the AFC not to be the Super Bowl champions. And, you know, right here, you got to treat this kind of like a pre-Super Bowl thing. I think Josh Allen is finally ready for that. He has every weapon he can. His whole O-line's good. Coaching staff's good. They got home field. What more do you need, Joshy? <laughs> There's know? not much more you could ask for. The fans are going to be a huge factor in this one, especially oh, considering yeah. how loud Arrowhead can get. Uh, but we've been around Buffalo. There's going to be more flaming tables, more people jumping on tables. Going to be an intense tailgate. But I, I, I think it's just time. Josh Allen, this team is finally going to do it. Stephon Diggs will make that AFC Championship game again. Hopefully, they'll even make the Super Bowl. You never know, uh, unless they play Baltimore, because I like Baltimore a little bit more. But that's all the time that we have for the divisional games. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Just a handful, just after this, just three more games left of football, and then it's done. I know the last big final three and we'll have all this stuff covered, you know, this weekend we'll be sending out, uh, you know, props you like things like that on the Instagram, any videos, any questions you have, always feel free to DM us on the Instagram. Just saying with no G W J S hit us up on YouTube, uh, just saying football. And thank you for checking us out. Enjoy.